And I don't want to be a fad. I don't want to be a, she's hot right now. I want to be a, she is hot. She's been hot. She's burning. She caught fire, burnt down the place. Oh, she cremated everybody. That's what I want. And so for that, I need to remind people that, yeah, I'm, I've been awesome. I'm still awesome. And I'm going to continue to be awesome. <laughs> Facts. You are listening to Made of Human, also known as the Mopad, a podcast hosted by Sophie Hagen, who is a Danish comedian, trying to find out how to do life, but it turns out nobody knows Mopad. Hello. Uh, I'm still really sick. I'm so sorry. This is going to be the shortest intro and outro we've had for a while. It's December. The weather's shit. I've been sick for over a week now. I can't hear myself talk because my ears are whatever. So I quickly want to say um, I'm going on tour next year of the UK. I'm going to do shows in Denmark. I have a podcast called Secret Dinosaur Cult. I have a newsletter. Sign up on sophiehagen.com. Uh, I'm going to just let you listen to this episode immediately with the incredible London Hughes. I can't pronounce her name when I'm sick. Oh, no. <laughs> London is uh, spectacular. And this is her her second episode back. And yeah, enjoy. Just enjoy. I'm going to go back to bed. Enjoy this episode with the incredible London Hughes. <laughs> I should have recorded that as well. <laughs> this is always be recording when you're when you're nearby. Yeah. Yeah. So assuming that people haven't listened to your first mobile episode, <laughs> do you wanna introduce yourself? Hi guys, I'm London Hughes. I'm a comedian and I'm still awesome. Ooh, hey! Things haven't changed. I've actually got even more awesome since you like I feel like before you even carry on listening to this, pause this, babe. Go back to what episode was it? Oh, I don't remember. It Just must have been what, a year ago. Made of Human, London Hughes. You know, was this year? Was it last year? Oh, maybe. I don't even know. So just type that in. Yeah. And then Made of Human, London Hughes. Just listen to that for four, It's a good 45 minute long. And then come back to this. Maybe another day. Do you know what I mean? Because you need to have. It's too that, much London for yeah, one day. Too mu- yeah. You've got to have a break for your <laughs> London. And it's a, you, part one, part two. This is the sequels. No point yeah. watching, listening to this one. <laughs> So in the in the last episode we discussed the the tragedy that is that you just cannot get on TV <laughs> in this country and that you had to move ah, to America stop. to yes. be successful and so since then what are you working in Tesco <laughs> so how's it going with your non TV career Oh my god I haven't not like I've been on TV like every week since we talked. <laughs> you're welcome by the way you're since welcome. the podcast I've been on TV a bit quite a bit I've done everywhere and oh. it fills me with joy every time partly because I'm like <sighs> I remember you being on my podcast saying you couldn't be on TV oh stop it's like Susan Kalman went on this podcast and said she, she wanted to do Strictly really and then, what and then she got Strictly mm-hmm, just saying stop I'm just saying I'm solely responsible you are solely responsible career. for so many people's careers and death of their careers Amy Schumer but still you are responsible <laughs> That's good. When I was on the last, when I was on this podcast last time, did I have an American agent or did I want one? Oh, I think you were speaking to someone, or you were about to go there, or okay. I think you were. Yeah, I think you were about to go there. Okay, because you couldn't, and I, I want to stress this: you could not <laughs> get on TV <laughs> in this country. Stop. 
You're never wow. not on the TV. It's uh, amazing. I'm thank thank you. How I'm are you really feeling? Thankful. I'm feeling good, man. But you know what? It's so mad because when stuff starts happening for you that you already knew that you with me, I always knew I was like, I deserve this, and it wasn't happening. When it's happening you sometimes forget to take stock and everything happens so quickly that your brain goes, okay, so now I need this and now I need that, that. And you have to think, no, babes, you've done really well. This time last year, no one gave a shit. Now look at you. Like, do you know what I mean? I had to have a moment. And like, I went to Edinburgh this year just for the weekend for the, to the comedy festival. I did not see you. And I'm gutted because I wanted to see your work oh, in progress show. But um, <laughs> I literally went there and I got more love in two days then I did the whole month of my Edinburgh run last year. Yeah? From, like, comedians or people? Everyone. Or... Yeah? Comedians, regular folk, industry people. And it was just a really surreal moment. And people were like, when, you, when, when are you going to do Edinburgh? And I'm like, bitch, I was here last year. I was playing to 17 people in a 100, in 100 seat of theatre last year. Okay? <laughs> That's what I was doing. But now everyone's like, oh my God, London. Like, like I just came up overnight and it's like, no, it's been a good nine years. So I'm happy. So I, I think I remember last time we talked about your, I think like how you'd, you'd been quite misunderstood a lot, like yeah. in your youth and stuff. And yeah. So at this point you were still not getting all this love that you said you received in Edinburgh. So now you do. So yeah. how does that... Does that fuck you up a bit? It does. And it's also because I still I haven't changed. So everyone's treating me differently. And I'm like, I'm the same chick. And that's the weird thing about me because I genuinely was like, when you start getting known or start getting things you want, you see people in a different light. So I've seen friends that weren't famous. Like Ramesh, Ramesh Ranganathan. I remember like fighting to get him on, in my Radio 4 sitcom because I thought he had something. I was like, that Ramesh, he's got something. And now he's Ramesh and he's the same guy, but I just view him differently. And it's so weird that that's what people are doing to me now. Because I'm like, no, baby, it's, it's still me. Like, it's, it's weird. That's weird. And also... People treating me differently. Like, I was always this awesome. You just didn't realise it. Like, like, yeah, that's the problem with society. Like, I already believed in myself and now everyone else does and it's nice. But, like, I, you're not telling me anything new. And, like, I got mocked the week. And when I got mocked the week, I was like, what? Like, I got the call and my agent was, like, who's doing mock the week? And I was like, what? Like, warm up. And she was like, no, like, that's act- you're doing it. And I was like... Well, like a like a prop and she was like no you're actually on the mock week as a person and you're a panelist and I was like what because I have the same chick that could they weren't even returning my call they didn't I wasn't even on their radar but like a little bit of telly and then all of a sudden you're worthy it's just weird it's weird isn't that it's like when you say hey everyone I'm really awesome yeah then people go mm, no, but not. are you really yeah, exactly. and then like producers say no she is they're like oh I guess oh, you were yeah, right all is. along yeah and it's like babe I've been telling you this for a good eight years and you weren't listening now you're listening thank you do you feel like you're telling people that you're awesome more or less after the world started agreeing with you less people i feel like people know it now yeah you don't need to i don't but i still need to tell them still need to remind them you know because i feel like people think that especially in this climate that you know the in thing is that in thing at the moment it's like no they were always the in thing you just didn't realize it do you know what I mean? And mm. I don't want to be a fad. I don't want to be a, she's hot right now. 
I want to be her. She is hot. She's been hot. She's burning. She caught fire, burnt down the place. Oh, she cremated everybody. That's what I want. And so for that, I need to remind people that, yeah, I'm, I've been awesome. I'm still awesome. And I'm going to continue to be awesome. <laughs> Facts. How does it affect your relationship with the people who were not giving you love but now are? Are you, is yeah. there a part, like, I, I'm just imagining the... Do you know what? You It's, know when you meet someone and they've been a dick to you and suddenly they're really nice and mm. I, I, I'm always a bit like, yeah. you don't deserve me. That's the thing. I'm, I'm very, um, I remember shit. I'm that girl that's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to prove you wrong. But I genuinely have the sweet satisfaction when they're really nice to me. I don't say anything. I literally am just like, nice, good, hey, nice to meet you. In my head, I'm like, you've met me already and you're rude <laughs> to me. But nice to meet you, babe. Like, do you know what I mean? Because like, that's the satisfaction of... You don't need to be a dick. And it's just like, in my head, it's a mental one nil. And it's like, cool. It's happened a few times, actually. One, one time I actually addressed the situation was with Roman Kemp. I did a thing, like, ages ago. I was on Extra Factor. Extra Factor. Uh, with Rylan and Matt Edmondson. And um, you're just like, what's Extra Factor? So you know I the no spin-off any of them are. X Factor. Yeah. And they had the spin-off one. Where they just talk chat, about Where they just what chat happened. about what happened. Okay. So I yeah. was on that. And Roman Kemp was on it, and he genuinely did not, like, he just, I was vapor. Like, I just, he didn't say hello, he did not say hello, he wasn't rude, he wasn't nice, and he just did not see me. And, like, there was a point where I was talking to someone, and he'd come over and talk to them and take them away from me. And then, like, and we spent, I spent the whole evening, and he did not say anything to me. And then we had this bit at the end where we were, like, dancing on stage to Dua Lipa, as you do. And, like, I was twerking near Rylan, and Rylan starts twerking with me. And then Roman started dancing. I was like, this is so weird. You're standing next to me dancing, and we haven't, haven't acknowledged each other. So I just went, hi. And he was like, hi. <laughs> and I was just like, you're an idiot. And then literally a month, not even a month ago, three weeks ago, I did this Comedy Central show with him called Takeshi's Castle, which he hosts. And I had to sit next to him and like, we had to watch the show and make jokes about it. And I genuinely was like, the first time, he was like, nice to meet you. I was like, what? The first time you met me, you were an arsehole. And he was like, what? What are you talking about? And he had no, bless him, he had no idea. Maybe it was all in my head, I don't know. But he genuinely doesn't, didn't even remember it. And he apologized and he was a sweetheart. Oh, good, so now good. I'm very much team Roman Kemp. Cool. But like I spent so long in my mind going, when I see Roman Kemp again, I'm going to just blank him like he blanked me. <laughs> and like it was no point in doing that because he didn't even remember. And he was so sweet and we got on really well. And now, yeah, I genuinely like him as a person. I think But, my, my worst one was, um, I, I won't say the name. Say the famous. name. Susie, <laughs> say the goddamn name. First time I met Jim Jeffries. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, So I was I used to be a huge Jim Jeffries fan mm -hmm. until I discovered uh, feminism, <laughs> and then uh, things changed. But I was a huge Jim, and then, so we were backstage at the thing, and um, someone introduced me to him, mm. and someone just said, "Hey Jim, this is Sophie," and then he just kind of like half looked over his shoulder and just like like took my hand like it was just like a limp, and just Stop. like threw my hand away. And then the person who introduced us then finished the sentence and said, "We all have the same agent," ha! and then. Jim Jeffries just turned around and went, oh, I'm so sorry. And he took my hand properly and said, uh, I didn't, what did he say? I didn't know you were, I didn't know you were a comedian. I thought you were just a woman. Stop. And like properly shook my hand. And part of me was like, I can see how it's, I can see the joke. I can see how it's a joke. But you did also do that thing in the beginning. Exactly. You know, you can't so, take that back. 
That's the thing. And I remember what? just thinking, like, oh, you know when you meet your heroes and you're like, oh, shit. So is he not, are you like, are you still team JJ or are you just like... No, no? I, th- I mean, I've met him a few times since then. He's been all right. But, like, that just kind of... That just shows you the level of person Yeah, he's not done anything since that kind of redeemed that. Yeah. But the thing is, that's about industry. Like, why do people have to wait until you're a someone mm. to give you the time of day? I give everyone the time of day. Like, fact. And I think that's why, I guess... People, I have no beefs. No one's gonna do, be in a podcast going London Hughes. I met London Hughes and she because I'm legit, truthfully, honestly, just nice to everyone. Because who who am I to judge who you are? Do you know what I mean? I would never hold your hand limply. When I first met you, I'm pretty sure I gave you a hug. Oh, so you were so like, wonderful. And I, you know what? To be fair, I was probably a bit of a bitch. <laughs> I probably was. Like I've, you know, like this. It's so easy to feel jealousy and um, hatred and negative feelings towards yeah well people like, well women people. especially in yeah. this industry yeah, like, they make honest, you feel yeah. like you can't be happy for everybody yeah or you can't be nice to everybody you've got to have a thing yeah, yeah and definitely. confidence is scary because yeah. if you have a lot of confidence what am I you know yeah 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 so in my head I'm like yeah, you know because I remember meeting you at Top Secret Comedy Club I mean it must have been it was when they still was still at the Africa Centre Jesus so this must have ago. been seven years ago yeah something like that yeah and I probably, I probably wasn't the nicest. I don't think I was direct because I don't think I would. I don't even be. remember just you be... being an asshole at all. You didn't even remember me. To be fair, I'd probably yeah. You Roman kept me. Ah, I was like, who's she? <laughs> nice to meet you. We've already met. I do that a lot though. I do that so much. I'm very much like because I just assume that people don't remember me. So like, mm. I just go nuts. So I met. I was out with Alexandra Burke as you do, and I was like to Alex, "Hey, babe, in London, nice to meet you." She was like. I know, we know each other. And it's just kind of nice yeah. when that happens because you just assume that the person's not going to remember you. Yeah, I'm so bad with faces. I know yeah. that sounds like a cliche, but like when, I'm, when I meet people, my head is full of, oh my God, do we hug? Do yeah. we, do we no, shake hands? I have, do we, I have to hug you because for me, it's like, I want you to know that I don't, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. I don't want you to think that I'm better than you or whatever. So right now I'm going to open up my arms and I'm going to hug you and you're going to take this goddamn hug. And if you don't want the hug, I'll give you a soft elbow. Just a little... Oh, like that? Oh, not like yeah, elbow not like in a, the... Just like a... Hey, <laughs> hey, how, you, how you doing, babe? Like a little lean in, little... Hey. Okay, so my question is, so you give everyone the time of day. Yeah. Um, you seem very active on social media in terms of, like, answering people and being, you know, yeah. you say good morning to people on Twitter <laughs> yeah. and, like... <laughs> I wish I love. I love it so. I mean, I feel like I stalk you so much. It's just like I, I kind of crave London Hughes content all the time. Um, I don't have a TV, so I don't. I don't watch the. Yes. What's it called? Is it don't hate the don't hate the players? Yeah. yeah. And so I haven't. I haven't actually seen an episode because no. I rarely watch TV. But right. I crave when you retweet or like um, the, the clips show up where you're in it. And well, I'm like, oh, oh. I want to watch it again, again, again. Thanks, babe. Uh, so you. So you're doing all this. So much TV. So much, <laughs> so much TV. Advice so over work. You're doing all yeah. this. Um, how do you deal with stress and pressure and finding the time? Because I think when I don't give someone the time of day, like when people DM me or something, mm. and I just, I've stopped answering a lot of them because I just don't have time to, yeah. which might be an excuse. But how do you find time to just like be alive? For me, I literally have those days where you just veg out. And like, I need a good veggie day where you just literally, I will sit in my bed and I will pull it on. So I'm the voice of Comedy Central. So I'll pull it on Comedy Central (laughs) just to hear my voice introducing friends over and over again. 
I'm so not surprised. <laughs> and I will listen to my, I will watch Comedy Central, listen to my voice, and go through my phone and reply to emails, reply to messages, favourite tweets, like message back people that showed love, just because... Don't get me wrong, it does get hard to do it all and I don't have to do it all. But sometimes people are shocked when you even reply. Most of the time when I reply, they're like, oh my God, you replied. I'm like, babe, I don't know what you think this is. I've got time today. Of course I can reply. But um, yeah, I just kind of try and keep the positive vibes going. And sometimes you need to read those messages. Like I've had days where I felt a bit like, a bit down, me, down, shock. But yes, I felt not down, like, like most people's down is like, oh my God, oh my God. My down is like, oh. But then I'm like that for like half an hour. <laughs> so in that half an hour, I go on my Instagram, I find like a nice uh, message from someone and then I'm up again. And it's just so sweet. And I, whenever that's happened, I've always replied and gone, you made my day with this. You really helped. Thank you so much. To let them know how much they've given to me in that moment or how nice that gesture was. So, yeah. You make me feel like I should be better. <laughs> it doesn't matter, though. Everyone's different. Like, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But it isn't... Oh, I don't want to... Inspiring is such a douchey word, isn't it? But, no. like, it's... I think it both keeps you... I want, well, it's weird to say it keeps you grounded because it sounds like it's doing the opposite. Yeah, but you did but, it. When you did it to me, I was like... So, guys, Sophie actually DM'd me saying that she, like, really... You basically said that you all... Basically, you root for me. Like, oh, absolutely. when you see me doing well, you feel good. Oh, my God. When you did Mark the Week, and there was... I, I haven't seen it, but when I saw the the photo they take afterwards, yeah. and you were lying on the table, <laughs> I have ranted about that to so have many you? people. Like, whenever people mention you on Mark the Week, I, like, flip a table, and I'm like, she did a thing that no one else would fucking do <laughs> on British fucking television, and I don't care if it pissed anyone off, because... <laughs> Oh, I'm so like I've had people say oh oh, okay like I I wasn't being negative about because I'm so passionate about you jumping up on the table just doing a pose in front of a bunch of just Britishness (laughs) just like a wall of power and confidence and not giving a fuck in front of just stiff Awkward. Like my colleagues people are like but they're still like oh oh god what's what's she doing what's what's you know there was backlash about that though yeah, there was a bit of, wasn't James there? James Acaster did the same thing. So Yeah, so people thought that he was so mocking he, yeah, you. Right? Yeah, and I'm quite naive because I'm like, surely James wouldn't mock me. Hmm. But then I'm like, people were like, no, you're being naive, girl. He's white privilege, lying there, basically mocking what you just did a week after. So I like text Ed Gamble, who was on the show with me, because he was also on the show with James. And I was like, listen, I don't think it was negative. I just think it was funny, but... Let me know, am I being naive? Like, was James doing that as banter? Or was he trying to be like, screw you, London Hughes. Like, who do you think you are? I'm going to lie on the table. And Ed was like, no, 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 no. Literally, he just was like, how comes no one's ever lied on the table in 14 series? I'm going to fucking lie on the table. And that is literally what he did. And then he must have told James, because James then texted me apologising. And I was just like, this is so sweet. It wasn't that deep. But it was just interesting how other people saw it. Because people saw that and went, he's mocking you. Yeah. But so I think you also I think people would also have seen you do it and then get that oh be, be nice you yeah. know because you're like oh sh- how are people going to react yeah and it's such a simple thing like it shouldn't be a huge it's statement it's fine on the table you're just doing a funny pose on the table but no one's 40 series no, no one's, one's done it and, and only you were, the, reason, you were the what first so I'm the youngest un- woman yeah fourth black woman on this in the series and the youngest woman 
And then you also, the one thing is that, and I'm doing this in air quotes, you're allowing you to finally be there. But exactly. then you're also not just taking the space, I'm taking, taking the, the whole, whole space. space. <laughs> yes. The whole goddamn space. So and yeah. it's so anti-British. Isn't it? So you're just not allowed to, and I, I it was a, that was a huge politi- political, political, <laughs> <laughs> for me that was like, you don't understand how good this is. <laughs> Thank you. So important. Thank you. I put so much. I know I'm just fangirling now, but I think, I think it's a, it's an important, even for people who don't, agree, like people who are, who are so ingrained in the Britishness of being. Oh, let's just be like a bit of girl. Let's just, shh. yeah. Let's just. Oh, I'm not. I'm far from. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm just lucky. To, you know that whole thing. Yeah. Even if you don't. Even if you think that's the best thing to be, you even even the most. Britishness loving people could should still admit that that is a needed of course pull in the opposite direction of course like, I don't even know how anyone could look at that picture or my appearance in what the week well a lot of people looked at my appearance in what the week and said a lot of horrible things <laughs> mainly angry white guys but it's okay because they fancy me but here's the thing <laughs> I genuinely was like like. I jumped on that table because I was like, listen, I've seen the adverts for this show and it's looking stale and male and pale. I'm trying to bring some sexiness. I'm trying to bring some fun. I'm getting a youth in. I'm getting on the table. And I literally what I said before what I jumped on that table. What are you saying about Ed Is he not? Oh. Is he not sexy? Ed Gamble, <laughs> Jesus. He's the sexiest, palest white guy I know. Oh, he's so beautiful. But I was like, I need to just source it up a bit. And then, yeah. And I didn't realise how much people were going to love it. But I'm happy that people loved it. And I'm happy that it was a thing. Um, yeah. And they they love me on What the Week now. So I'm, I'm like, not going anywhere. I think people thought I was, like, a token there to fill a quote, a ticker box. Hell to the no. Like, the people that make What the Week love me. Like, love me. So I'm back. I'm done. Literally. It's... It's London Hughes. You're taking over. I'm taking over the whole the goddamn thing. Yeah. yeah, I'll host it. I'm going to host it. Probably won't host it. But that's the thing. Like, they root for me and that's nice. It's nice when you've got people supporting you even when, you know, some people think it's like tokenism or they think it's whatever. It's like, no, it's called talent. And it's also so hard for women and black people and just anyone who's not a white man because we're all seen as tokens, right, in comedy. So, for example, like, Black people make up like 3% of TV, if that, yeah. If that's not, all you, is it? And it's pretty much all me, to be fair. <laughs> me and Michaela Cole, that's it, right? And then, basically, I've had a career. So, I've comedy's been paying my bills for nine years. Yeah, I'm a token. And I only make up 3% of TV. But I've managed to have a career for nine years. I must be good. Because if I was shit, there is no way comedy would be paying my bills for nine years off of the fact that we only make up 3% of TV. So... When you say someone's token or someone's filling a quota or whatever, if you keep seeing that person filling that quota, that's because they're good, hun. Yeah. Because it's bloody hard to get to on TV as any as a woman, as a black woman in comedy. It's bloody hard. There's women out here doing 15 years, 17 Edinburgh's, and, well, it doesn't make sense, 17 years, 15 Edinburgh's, and they're not on TV. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, next time people you throw away the token card, like I take it as a compliment. I'm like, wow, like you, yeah, I'm doing really well, thanks. And you don't seem to be changing yourself to fit into these. So, no. like, what's the, you seem to be the same person on Don't Hate the Players and Mark the Week, yeah, which seems to be two very different, very different programs. shows. So, Don't Hate the Players is a hip hop, 
hip hop panel show where one round was called Great British Break Off and I had to do break dancing. Like that's the that's the level versus Mock the Week. Same me. Because funny, it's just funny. And like people can relate to you. And I love doing shows like Mock the Week and I did like news quiz and and all that kind of stuff. I like doing that because it's so easy for me to shine. There's a room full of no- people that are all pretty much the same, middle-class white people with the same kind of voices, the same kind of experience. Then I come along and everyone's like, wow, who's this breath of fresh air? It's so easy to be a breath of fresh air in those spaces because those spaces are predominantly one type of people. And like, that's what I don't get. I'm like, everyone's like, how do you do? Like, how are you you? And I'm like, why? Why would I not be anything but me on the news quiz? What, do you want me to pretend to be a middle-class white guy on the news quiz? Well, then, then there's, why, what? there's so many middle-class white guys on the news quiz. And I'm actually a middle-class black girl. People just assume that I'm like this ghetto, not ghetto, maybe ghetto, but loud ghetto, working-class, common black girl. And it's like, nah, you just saw me as black or heard my voice and was like, yeah, yeah, she's definitely just one of those. It's like, no, babes, my mum's a retired hotelier from Brighton. Um, I am definitely not from a council estate, even though there's nothing wrong with being from one, but I'm not from one. Never been in a gang. I was in a library gang. Oh, sorry, what? Sorry, what? A library. a library gang. Library. Library. Like the, with the books. Library gang. A gang. A library gang. A library. Yeah, yeah. Gang. Yeah, no, I think I now have understood the two words, but together. Library gang. <laughs> what is wrong with library gang? Well, what, you stole library books? No, we literally, as a collective, read books really quickly. Like, that was our thing. What, so you didn't have to borrow them? We just went to the library, sat there, uh-huh. and read books as a group, as a gang, like it was a race. We, we, you know Roald Dahl? Yeah. Roald Dahl's got a book called SEO Trot which SEO Trot is tortoise spelt backwards. Okay. We read SEO Trot backwards because we were cool, okay? We you were in a library gang. Library gang. We were called the Roll Dogs. That was our names. Roll Dogs. The Roll Dogs. <laughs> we were really cool. <laughs> so happy. And we rocked it. We read The Twits. We read, we read all of Roll Dogs' books pretty much. And we were like, we love Roll Dogs. So we're like, we're called the Roll Dogs. And yeah. We're very cool. I love that so much. Thanks, babe. <laughs> That's the thing. People just think London here. Yeah, blah, blah. Library gang. That's what I was in. <laughs> yeah. So when the positive DMs and stuff make you, like, reach you, mm-hmm. like, make you feel things, is it the same with the negative ones? The negative ones... I'm sorry, I'm just I'm just assuming that you're... I mean, because, yeah, well, of course you're getting negative, because, why? you know, you that's know the, the nature of... The internet. The negative ones don't really... The negative ones don't really shock me, actually, because I just as, as, assume then. I, I expect that, that I'm going to get negative. Too. I'm a woman <laughs> being, like, being loud and proud and a woman in a predominantly male space. I'm going to get hate. Like, black women, not even to just raise the whole black women flag, but black women do get a lot of hate. Way more than white women, way more than um, Asian women and way more than men. So, like, Diane Abbott, she gets oh the God. most abuse out of every MP. She's not the worst MP. By far, she's not the worst MP. But she gets the most death threats and the most abuse out of every mm. MP in the country. Why? Mm. She's a black woman. So, for me, I'll do something. For example, I'll go on, like, 
I used to present a show called um, Zoe Ball on Saturday. So Zoe Ball had a weekend morning show. Zoe Ball on Saturday, Zoe Ball on Sunday. And it was like light entertainment, chat. And I had a spot, regular spot. I was presenting a segment called Trending News of London Hughes. And every week I would come in and talk about whatever the hell I wanted to, make it funny, do a game with the guests. It was really fun. And I did it, um, yeah, I did it pretty much every week or every other week. And there was always a tweet from someone going, I can't stand her. Oh, I can't stand her. And it's usually women as well. Like, she's just, she's just this vulgar, this horrible. And I'm like, babe, I'm cute. I'm bloody cute. And I'm on a show just being cute, hon. I'm not saying anything offensive. I'm being cheeky and cute and fun. But it was like this loud, vulgar, and it was just like, you just cannot see a woman just be a woman in a space. Like I was on a show with like Russell Brand and Russell Brand can be loud and whatever and Russell Brand and it's like, yeah, it's fine. But if I'm like a little decibel above a squeak and it's like, she's just so loud. Oh my God, I've had to turn the channel. And it's like, I'm not doing anything that these other male comics aren't doing. But it's just got to you because I happen to be woman and I happen to be black and it's irked you. Same with Alexandra Burke. She got so much hate on Strictly. For what? I don't know. She was just really good at dancing. And everyone was like, I can't stand her. She's so full of herself. Is she? Or is she just really good at dancing? Yeah. Or are you projecting your own insecurities or your own, insecurities or your own internalized sexism? Onto her or not? Yeah. Because she's really good at dancing. Like, because I just saw a chick that was really good at dancing. And that's because I'm okay with myself. I love myself. When you don't love yourself, you're projecting your negative selves on all these people. And the louder they get. The louder they that's get. A, that's a, with fatness and stuff, it's so much fun. Because people can be like, yeah, it's, it's not really for me. I don't really see the point. But you know. And then you go, oh, fair enough. But then the people who are like, I hope you burn in hell Literally. for being fat. Like, oh, I feel like you might be sad about something else. Yeah, mate. well, for example, you posted a picture of like you on a bet on your bed and you drawn like a face on yeah, your tummy. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you're such a badass double tap like but then I remembered I saw this other chick and she was like really big girl eating cake on the cover of a magazine or something yeah recently and everyone was just so angered by it and I went I thought of that when I thought of you and I was like she's actually offended like Sophie's offending people oh people are fucking like, furious people probably hate Sophie for sitting on her bed oh, yeah. and loving <laughs> the fact that she's a big girl like she and I, I then I thought wow how sad must you be that someone else's happiness could you look happy in the picture that's the thing it's that you you know you're angry about someone being happy yeah oh my god it's not even the political opinion no it's not even that it's just someone someone being happy upsets you that's the thing how sad are you that's the thing and you look genuinely happy in that picture the picture wasn't taken to be like you know people fake pretend like oh yeah I'm okay with my body when secretly you're not like you are so insecure yeah which can also be like another defense mechanism like you are not that chick so I saw that and was like pure joy and brave because I was like fuck I need to up my game. I do like, I talk about my wealth gut. Yeah. Like I say wealth gut. So like when you wealth gut, wealth gut, sorry, am I, I'm terrible at saying words. I think I just don't expect the the words together that you're saying. So library gang, library gang, wealth gut. So like when I put on weight, I always put on in my face and in my stomach. Mm. And over the past, I met like a month ago, I did a show called um, extreme hair wars on channel five. And I was, 
putting on some weight in my oh, just got my teeth. I was putting on some weight in my stomach area, and people thought I was pregnant. Like oh, yeah. literally, if you type in is London Hughes in Google, the first thing that comes up is pregnant. So my mum showed me that, which was nice. And um, <laughs> so I genuinely was like, guys, it's not pregnancy it's a wealth gut it what ha- it's what happens when you have more money to spend on food and that's what I was doing I was eating a lot of food I was living my best life and I put on weight in my stomach and like I'm okay with that like I say I've got a wealth gut I'm trying to make it a thing so that girls don't have to feel weird about the fact that they put on weight like it's fine but I'm not sitting on a bed during a like a <laughs> big old smiley face on my stomach being like yes I'm a big girl and what and like I, you made me want to up my game after that picture. So now like, you're gonna you're gonna be like a fat activist now. I want to be. I want to be a black fat activist. Which is just you're not getting enough hate. Yeah, clearly, isn't it? I want more hate. It's sad. You want to be less on TV. There we go. It's sad though that that's that's the norm, right? It's sad, but in a way, I I well, I don't know if you feel the same way. The negative comments often empower me not like I'm not going to give them that like mm. you know they, they're not in charge of empowering me but it's there's something about receiving a hit but then not being wounded yeah it makes you feel invincible like, yeah oh I'm, they're beating me but I'm not feeling anything yeah. I kind of go like all oh, right bring it like in like in a superhero film and they just sort of the, the villain and rises just, and the bullets just flying yeah. off you like, and they're realizing oh, oh my god honey. yeah you're like oh my god I'm a superhero and the more you do it the more it pisses them off trust exactly. me I know and it's so good you'd be surprised those people that are saying negative stuff they love you they love you they absolutely are obsessed with you I know what you mean I think no, they, they, I think I think they love I think they love that that they can hate some like they no, they love like, that they can be negative about something but they love you like you need to understand it's a different kind of love but they love you. like for example there's this guy that literally tweets so much abuse after I'm on every of everything like everything. same guy same guy and I'm like bae but you watch all my stuff it's <laughs> like, an autograph you watched and listened like to everything I do and then tweet you love me Like, you go out of your way to watch my stuff and listen to my stuff. Like, if you didn't like me, you just wouldn't listen. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't like... I cannot watch people be pregnant. I, like, like I have babies. I cannot watch one born every minute. I cannot. I physically cannot watch it. I hate that show. I physically cannot watch the show. I don't watch the show and then tweet, I hate this show. I just don't watch the show because the... The, the, the life being born freaks me out. It makes me feel sick in my mouth and I cannot watch it. So I don't watch it and I don't tell anyone about it. I don't make a big deal about it. I just don't watch it. Now, what I do like is watching people squeeze in spots. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, God, so therapeutic. It's so therapeutic. And I will watch, it's disgusting, yeah. but I watch it. And that's how they feel about us. We're disgusting, but they can't look away. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I get it. They I watch totally us, get it. and they're watching it, and they're like, "Ugh," but they love it. Yeah, and they wish they. It's watching someone have, it's, it's someone who's um, <coughs> oppressed isn't the right word, but someone who's suppressed maybe a lot of things for themselves. Like maybe you know they don't like themselves, or they yeah. feel, or they've been maybe if they're like a, a woman who's been trying to be really really quiet her whole life, and then yeah. you're loud on like all these like the opposite of what of what it is. They f- yeah. how they feel how they think you should be yeah. and then 
people being that unapologetically, I think it ignites like a it does it, like an anger or uh, like definitely. a like a I I think a lot of people realize, oh, I didn't know this was a possibility to mm. allow yourself to be loud or fat or happy yeah. or, and then someone just is it, and then I think instead of going, oh. Then my whole life has been a lie. Yeah, they go. Then, no, they're wrong. Yeah, they yeah, must they're be wrong. Them, fuck oh, them. Fuck them. They're wrong. They're terrible yeah. people. And then we yeah. just keep being like, oh, I'm pretty hot though. Like, but we're living our best lives. What are you doing? Yeah. Watching us? And they're just sad. And they're just really, really sad. Mm-hmm. And that's. But, but you sad. have to feel sorry for them, man. I fucking do. Oh, I f- oh, really do. I feel sorry for all my haters. And I've always said that. I'm like, whenever anyone gives me a boost, I'm like, babe, it's only going to get worse, hun. Like you, I'm just gonna get. Just, I'm just gonna be bigger more, and better and more successful. And then what are you gonna do? You just, what's gonna happen, babes? <laughs> you need, you need to go soothe yourself. I don't know how it's gonna happen. But we're gonna have to get over it, honey. Is that, do you want? Like I'm literally like that with my haters. I'm like, do you want a hug? Because it's just gonna get worse. Like after mock the week, the abuse. The men were like, oh, this. What? Like I was trending on Twitter, and people were just. A lot of people were saying how refreshing I was. I actually got more love than hate. But I did irk some dudes, ruffle their feathers. Like, oh, like the things that they were saying. I was just like, but babes, it's only going to get worse. (laughs) Honey. Oh, no, I've just been on one of the biggest TV shows in the UK. But some man in Newcastle thinks that I'm ugly. Oh, Oh, babe. Oh, no, I'm so sad now in all my money. Oh, with all my money. (laughs) I'm so sad with all my money. Oh. But it's nice because people were like, London actually laughed at the other comedians. And it was so refreshing <laughs> to oh, see yes. London laughing. And I was like, how screwed are we yeah, that on a comedy panel show, people be laughing at another person's joke is picked up as refreshing. Oh, how, how screwed are we? Uh, talk to me about uh, you arrived today feeling triggered yeah talk to me about what happened so I'm triggered guys I don't even I'm living this life now that where I just live my truth uh-huh. no matter what anyone says because I used to do kids tv right and I felt like I did kids tv for I did scrambled on ITV which is a, a kids show that comes on on weekend mornings and I did that for five series and um before that I did CBBC live it, in between the shows saying coming up next is Scooby-Doo and I did that for two years so I felt like I couldn't live my truth because there was always that kids tv background now that I quit it oh my god I'm swearing on twitter like a trooper I'm living my truth and now I have no shame I will say everything how it is and what I want to say when I want to say it so this is this is what I'm triggered about right now in my truth um there's this dude that's on um I'm a celebrity get me out of here right now and I'm not gonna say his name because I actually don't know it and he was in Hollyoaks and I haven't actually seen the episode that aired but I know that he's in it because I saw the adverts and he's in it. And I don't know whether I should tweet about this because he basically was so rude to me at at an event recently and so goddamn rude. So I was at a Channel 4 party because I'm cool like that. And um, uh, he was there because he's in Hollyoaks and we got introduced and I... He was wearing this, like, black and white tux and he's a mixed-race guy and he had this curly hair and he just looked cute as hell and like as banner i said you look like a cool raccoon now i that was banner that was also flirting because i was trying to find a male equivalent for sexy fox and what came out was cool raccoon and 
I think I think I just said it as in like a you look looking cute, cool raccoon. You looking all good, like a cute raccoon or a cool raccoon. Something like that. Raccoon was mentioned, right? <laughs> and he went, You're fucking ugly. You're fucking ugly. And then he called me a dead ting. Now a dead ting is slang for someone who's extremely unattractive. And he kept just shouting, You're a fucking dead ting, you're a fucking dead ting, you're a fucking dead ting. And then his friend pulled him away from me and I never saw him again. That was it. Now but he's on I'm a celeb. But also, you, you say, that's not, I keep saying this, it's not rude, it's abuse. Yeah, I, I don't understand Rudeness it. is like... No, he had, he had had a bit to drink, but I just think, I remember thinking, like, first of all, so embarrassed because he shouted it. Like, everyone in that area could hear what he was saying about me, and he was just screaming that I was this ugly person. And also, I wasn't feeling my fittest that day, so it's not nice to just be told that you're ugly, like, to your face, shouting, like, you're fucking ugly, you're a fucking dead ting. Oh my God, over and over again, number one. Number two, I was like, you have no idea who you're talking to. Like, we're at an industry event filled with industry people. Like, the Channel 4 party was filled with industry people. Like, literally, every other person, throw a stone and you're hitting a celebrity. So how dare you just shout at a girl that you think is just... He didn't, obviously didn't think I was a comedian, didn't think I was anybody of note, but even if I wasn't, you shouldn't talk to girls like that anyway. But you're at work. Like, I was paid to be there by Channel 4. I was working, and you abused me at work. So really, I was just a bit like... Oh, but then I thought, you know what? He'll have his five minutes of fame. He's in Hollyoaks now. No one will give a damn about him. He's just this lost kid, excited, genuinely thinks he's above me in some way. Whatever, forget about it. Like, you're never going to see him again. Just let it ride. Like, just just, just rise above it. And I turn on my TV and see he's on I'm a Celeb. So I'm like, do I say this dude is, like, was really rude to me? Or do I let it go? I don't know. What what are your what are your concerns? what are your concerns about flagging it up like ma- like mentioning it? Because I I feel like he uh... just tr- it actually triggered me. Like actually seeing him in the advert, mm. I just because I totally forgot about this whole interaction. It happened a few months ago, and I genuinely was like, I don't really care. But then seeing him, I was a bit like, you're a dickhead, and like yeah. I genuinely don't want to watch the show because he's in it. Because of how he treated me. Yeah, that it's, makes sense. It's a completely valid reaction. Is that valid? Of course it is. Okay. Oh my god, okay. it's awful. Like it's a, it's a, it's a it's verbal just horrible. attack. It was just a horrible it's abuse. Verbal assault. It's from not... this dude. Yeah, and it's just so unnecessary. <laughs> but because I don't watch Hollyoaks, it didn't bother me. Because I've never. He lives in like we don't even. He, I live in London. He lives up north somewhere. I'm like I'm never going to see you again unless at a Channel Four function, and I would be sure to avoid you. But because like he's on TV now, like I physically cannot avoid him, and I'm a celebrity, so one of my favorite shows, so it's kind of weird. But it's a fun one, isn't it? Because like I think morally or whatever, I would want to say fucking yeah. out the guy, like fucking yeah. say it. But then part of me is just like you see so many people be like the worst thing you can do as a as a woman is outing someone for yeah. being abusive. Well, people get on to me like you called him a raccoon. Yeah, yeah, people are going to turn it around. That was me flirting. Also, I'm a comedian. I banter. Banter is like my middle name. But also, a lad is in the, um, what's it called? Like the delivery. Yeah, it wasn't rude. It was so cute. It was so cute. I was like, you little cute, cool. I I either said cool or cute raccoon. But I was like, you little cool raccoon. You looking like little cool raccoon. Yeah, that's obviously not. That was cute, man. Of course. It was like, yeah, it wasn't. 
it wasn't done in a malicious way at all. It was done with love, like cheeky, fun, cute loveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for him to turn around and just shout at how ugly I am. And I wasn't like, I was just really shocked. And then everyone was just like, oh, no one said it. Like, people just watched it happen. And his yeah. mate was like, mate, like, leave it, leave it. And he was like, nah, she's fucking ugly, mate. She's fucking ugly. And his mate was like, come on, let's go, let's go. And pulled him away. And then I never saw him again. So I so hope he hard. has to eat all the kangaroo balls. I hope he choked on a kangaroo ball in a respectable way. I don't want him to die. I hope he chokes for about three to five seconds and then gets to spit it out. But I just, I don't want him to win. I don't want him to win at all. You cannot win. Like, because karma doesn't work. Because if he wins, then that means that he can... That, what, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know when you meet someone that was a dickhead, but you go, it's oh fine because karma will get you. I know. But if he actually goes on to do well and wins the show, then... Oh, my God. Then you step out of the airport in Copenhagen and he's on all the buses. Oh, yeah. Is that what's happened to you? <laughs> Come on. All the buses, Come all the on. huge billboards Tell me, fucking everywhere. Who, was, who is that? Oh, it's just a Danish comedian and he's just... A, piece of shit and did shit. he win and he won no he didn't win a thing he just became really famous yeah so he's won yeah he's yeah he's technically won I hate that man it was it's the most like every fucking bus you'd take like oh fuck his face was Why he just... rude to you oh it's the worst he was I, I, don't, I can't go into details but um, yeah there was there was situations and you know I hate that though because I yeah. didn't my moral compass tells me that you're a good person, good things will happen to you. People mm. that are dicks, good things won't happen to them. And that I, I'm proved right a lot of the time. Because, like, people yeah. that are dicks, they're usually dicks because they're going through their own demons. So mm. I've met a lot of dickhead people in this industry. And I've, ha- I've met a lot of people that treat me like shit, have treated me like shit. But I genuinely feel sorry for them because for you to openly treat someone like shit, you're going through something. You're not happy. Yeah. So... I'm like, I've won because I'm actually genuinely happy. But yeah. then when you see the dickhead person like go on to be really successful, I'm not saying that him being on I'm a Celeb is successful because it's not. But it's to it, a certain, on a certain level it yes, is. Yes, on know? a certain level it's fame. On a certain level it's... Oh, I keep... I gesticulate, is that the word? Gesticulate. I think so. <laughs> I gesticulate a lot with my hands and I end up hurting myself. Oh, and no. I've got a flashback to the last time I was here and I hit my hand on the same part oh, of the table. <laughs> Clearly, I need to calm down with my hands. But yeah, I just think, I don't know. But whatever, it's my problem. What is the feeling then? What's the feeling of, it's not that you don't, yeah, I guess it is wanting karma. Because it's not jealousy. It's not jealousy. It's like a... Because when he was rude to me, I was like, troubled little boy. Like, he'll soon realise you can't talk to people like that. Yeah. You'll soon... It's like a bobby. It's like 20-something. He should know better, but I'm like, you'll soon realise... Because before Hollyoaks, I doubt he was in anything. He's new in Hollyoaks, hot on the scene, fresh on the scene, probably getting attention from a lot of women. And how dare I call him a cute raccoon? Because who am I to call him a cute animal or a good-looking, suave animal? good-looking animal. Like, how dare me? utter those how dare I so he kind of was like I clearly bruised his ego touched a nerve and he was not mature enough to deal with it in the correct manner times alcohol times the fact that I'm hideously ugly and he was just saying what he saw I mean I don't blame him I think it's a I do think (coughs) I do think it comes back to it comes back yeah like it might be years it might be decades but so should I just It'll play come it back. Oh God! I mean, I'm purposefully not mentioning details about the guy who's a dickhead to me. You Why know? not? 
Why, why are you covering it up? A, that's a question, isn't it? Why are you? Why are you? Well, I think it's because it? we've seen so many people do that and then be like, and I've been. And, okay, so what I think is really interesting about everything that's happening in the world <laughs> is when people are being oppressed or in some way controlled mm. or held down. With when they start holding you down, when they start oppressing you, they automatically put in. Uh, um, like a function that makes it impossible to get out of it. So like with women, they're like, uh, here are all the reasons why we uh, oppress women. Also, they tend to be crazy and hysterical. So the yeah. second we're like, oh, we don't want to be oppressed anymore. They're like, oh, that's hysteria. There you go. So I think with the whole Me Too and rape thing, they've already put into, um, it was a bit of a jump from just you know verbal abuse and stuff, but still they've put it in that, uh, we're unreliable. We just want attention. That all yeah. all uh, contact with men is just to, uh, well, it's like capital for us. Yeah. So, so within having experienced uh, a man being abusive in some way to you, yeah, they've already put in the defenses already. Right. So when we go, so what's the worst? That, when I say this, what's the automatic negative male response? Are you doing it? To, uh, so now he's on. Uh, I'm a celebrity. So, you're now, so now you're now. gonna get more attention. So you just wanna, you just wanna be in the news. Yeah. Um, is that bad? I don't you misunderstood need... the situation. You, yeah. You said something that was horrible because a lot of people would interpret <laughs> cute raccoon as. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think that that's the immediate. Yeah. Um, you're just trying to ruin his. You, you, you could ruin his life, his career. He was probably just drunk, and now you're out for blood. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, the. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I. So what I got is I put myself in the automatic. Oh, she hates all men thing. So if I ever say anything about any man, it's, it's like, like you oh, hate all yeah, men. You're trying to kill men. That's yeah. why you're saying this thing about just this nice kill guy. All the men. Yeah, just killing them. I've told people directly to their face that one of their friends was uh, attempted to assault me, and they went. No, but he's always so nice to me. And that was the response. Well, there we go. Like, well, there we go. Well, what do you want me to do then? Exactly. So maybe this... Oh. So it's, uh, that's why I'm a bit... So usually I would be like, yeah, fucking tweet about it. But I just know that there's a backlash and it's one of the uncomfortable ones. Because one yeah. thing is being called uh, whatever you get after like being on Mark the Week where you're just yourself. And, yeah. But when, as soon as it's something that can touch a man... Oh, that's uh, true. It's, not, it's just not a nice backlash. Oh, I don't know now. Yeah, I just part, part of me just doesn't even care because I don't think it will be a big thing. Mm. I think people will be like, "That's he was a dick for that," but I don't think you know he'll lose his job or he'll get kicked out of the show. But then I say that. But last series, didn't some dudes old tweets? So on the last series, I'm a celeb. Oh, yeah. One of these YouTubers, he had these tweets where he basically said negative stuff. I think he said the M word, and he said negative stuff about women, and he got removed from the show. Yeah, you know what I mean? but they might want to make a statement, and you never know if you're going to be the person to do that one tweet that they're going to. Like, like we were talking yeah. about the Amy Schumer film. Yeah, um, like I've done a lot of tweets that were not different from all the other tweets I do, but then for some reason that was put on Twitter moments or like someone yeah, took how and made you it. Get huge. on Twitter moments because that's awesome, by the way. Well, I so after the that happened, um, the whole Amy Schumer's film thing. Which I was just—it's just a tweet. I'm just a person tweeting a thing. Just a person like I'm not a fucking. A like, f- stop giving me more responsibility than the fucking president of America. <laughs> but I'd done that, and then I, w- I was at a show in in London, and I walked out of the venue, and this guy grabbed me, and he was like, "I'm so sorry," and I was like, "Oh, why?" He was like. I work at Twitter and I put that tweet on Twitter moments and I think I've ruined your life. Oh, stop! <laughs> I 
was like, oh my God. He was like, I'm so sorry. I just thought it was a really cool tweet. And then I just, it, he was like, it was seen by six million people. And I was like, yeah, I know. Half of them hate oh, me. Oh, stop. <laughs> but that so guy's nice. That, 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 oh, he that, was so he, sweet. That, he was, that was nice of him. Oh, he was so sweet. So there's this Twitter dude that decides what yeah. should be. He's got a lot of power in his hands. I know, right? It's amazing. It's him that, that he stopped you. Oh, right? he was so sweet. He was so, so, so sweet. And I think I must have gigged with him before, met him before or something, because I recognized him. But Yeah, because I've been put on Twitter moments. I'm like, how... Who did yeah, this? Who does Why? it? And sometimes it's good and sometimes, sometimes it's, bad. it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... in your sense, in that sense, that was good. I haven't watched the Amy Schumer film because of you. And that's fact. But also, I like I like I like to hear the other side of the story. Like for me, I didn't even think that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, Amy Schumer's got a film out, I feel pretty cool. Yes, amazing. Mm. She's like squashing the stereotype of thin pretty girls, da 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 da. And then I was like, Oh no, Sophie's right. She, oh right, she didn't believe she was pretty until she hit magic. Her head. Until magic. Until magic happened. <laughs> oh right, she was hideous before. Oh okay. And the thing is, she's not even like ugly. She's like ten kilos from being the way you're meant to the, look. Yeah, white, blonde. So she thin, acted like femme. she's this hideous thing, and it's like you're not even this hideous thing. Like it's so funny. But everyone's problematic. Everyone I love is problematic. Like, hmm. Amy's problematic. Lena, Dun- Lena Dunham's problematic. And I love her. I love the babes. She's problematic. Like, there's so many people that get it wrong. And I'm sick and tired of being offended. Don't get me wrong. But I'm also open to listening to hmm. the other side of things. And I feel like we have cancel culture where it's like, they're cancelled, they're cancelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't cancel people... I've, I cancel some people, but I don't. I try and listen before I cancel. And yeah, then, I think it's. I, I think it's. It's a, such a difficult one because there needs to be room for people to improve. Yeah, but there are people who are given so many chances. Right, and like please. Yeah, like the, the most recent one was Rebel Wilson. I was about to say Rebel. Yeah, Rebel Honey. Rebel Honey. Oh, I can. Oh. I can totally relate to being on some talk show and then saying like, "Yeah, I'm the first yeah. ever fat woman to do yeah. a rom com." Oh, and then it would be the most embarrassing thing for people to go, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, was it, it Queen Latifah who was Yeah, Queen Latifah, honey. Who was like, I've done this loads. Yeah. But then don't just block people. Yeah, she blocked she people blocked for saying... she blocked a bunch of black women. Did she? Yeah, so she blocked a bunch of... She, basically every person who called her out, including a lot of black people. Uh, and then she just went on to say something like, oh yeah, no, but I, I still think that it's important that I represent something and then I think she started questioning if they were rom-coms or if they, something like that she it was needs, like she, she needed what was her PR she needed damage control oh. at that moment oh my god the thing with her is like Rebel's so interesting because I genuinely believe that she meant well but she also I don't trust her like she fully fully lied like she, like I know she won her defamation thing oh but yeah but she fully lied about her age and her name Oh, like, I don't. I don't know the case at all. So she, her real name is not Rebel. Her real name is something else, like Melanie or something. And she's really older than what she said she was. Okay. But like that makes sense for Hollywood. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But she genuinely, like, she genuinely just went as far as to go. This is me. I'm called Rebel Wilson, and then she made up a lie about her family and all this kind of stuff. And it was just like, do you? love you do you know you like like it was a weird thing that she did yeah and I, I was I like no why idea. is she doing that and for people to cover up all of that stuff it is 
I feel like it's coming from a negative place. Yeah, but then she got weird. outed then. So by this magazine, American, uh, Australian magazine, basically her real name's this and she's really this. And she didn't own it. She wasn't like, yeah, you're right. She was like, I'm suing you for defamation, the thing. And I was like, okay, I get that because she lost a lot of work and stuff. But I was like, what's your truth? Like live in your... True. So, yeah, I just, I think so, I just, I hate tabloids so much that I'm like anyone suing anyone for anything. I'm like, fine. Yeah, but but, I didn't know the case. Yeah, but that's another thing from being. So with that, I think, I think she hates being like she has. I think I don't even know her, but I, I feel have, like she yeah. has this thing of this is me, and if anyone tries to knock the perception of me that I put out there, yeah. I'm gonna block you. I'm gonna sue you. I'm not just gonna own it. And I personally would have just owned it. You I, have to. Be, yeah, so you have to. And I think there's a lot of people who kind of go. There's been a lot of issues with Jamila. Um, Jamila Jamil. Yeah. yeah. So what happened? She, let's talk about problematic women. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast that we call problematic, problematic women. I knew you were going to take over this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Let's I'm going to end up Jamila. saying thank you so much for having me. Though. This has been great. <laughs> what's what's about Jamila? Because I don't know. What's Jamila, about Jamila? It seems like she. Um, she seems like a really cool person. She seems genuinely like a person with her heart in the right place. Right. And I feel like she realized that the body activism community existed. And then she went out and just completely went, oh, my God, it's okay to be fat. And like okay. all the saying, I think, sort of the right things. But she's like the most aesthetically beautiful Stunning. woman in the fucking world. Stunning. And she's not fat no. at all. No. It's not even chubby. She's like no. a full-on model. Yeah. And it's just not really her space, you oh, know? Really? So there's been a lot of her being like the sort of taking the role of sort of the front runner of the. And then a bunch of people. So she did a. And she, so she fucks up all the time, right. but she owns it. Right. Um, so she did a thing where she started. There was a, a, an article that quoted her for saying a bunch of stuff. And then, which was stuff that she had been taught by Stephanie Yeboah, who's a fat love black actor. Oh, Stephanie's amazing. So Stephanie on Twitter, and people on Twitter were like, "You did like you learned this from a from black fat woman." Oh, really? But you're saying it as if it's your own words. Like you gotta give some credit back because now you're just taking oh, other people's really? work. And, but then she did go out and she like publicly tweeted, "This is Stephanie Yeboah saying this." And da, 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 da. so I think she's she keeps being good at correcting herself. But right. I think. At one point, she'll, she'll have to reach the conclusion that, oh, this is not your space. But is it not okay as someone to, ha to have someone cheerleading you? Like, I'm not gay, but I'm definitely rooting for... Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but then you would never make yourself, like, the... Um, you would never make yourself, like, the... The poster the, child for gay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 what I you would you. do is you would make sure you retweet a bunch of gay people. You would yeah. make sure you uh, sign all the petitions and you yeah. know, make sure the people yeah you know, activism happens you okay. know if someone does any something homophobic you'd make sure to say yeah they call that call yeah. that shit out mm. yeah but you wouldn't be like hey everyone i have opinions about That's gayness true. i think it's okay that people listen to me and tell me about how you know it's like a white woman being like black women need like rachel Do like a rachel dollars i'll be like yeah, yeah, black yeah. women need more of yeah. this we'll be like thank you sis we got this yeah it's centering yeah. yourself yes yes yes, yes, like, yes is that what she's doing it's okay. a bit, and I. But she is. She's. I. She seems to have the, her heart in the right place. But yes, it's coming it's, from a good yeah, place. But I think there's always going to be. There's always going to be thin people trying to take over fat activism. There's always going to yeah. be white women trying to take, take over, over black, black women. Yeah. There's always going to be straight people trying to because suddenly something's cool. Oh, and that's then, exactly what it is. It's cool. Yeah. Do you know how cool it is to be woke? It's mm. goddamn cool. To be marginalised. It's, oh, it's so cool to be marginalised. It's so cool. 
Like, it, we're living in a new world where it's actually cool. Like, when you don't stand for something, you kind of get phased out. Like, I'm good friends with the Slumflower. That's my oh, baby Chidera's girl. Fucking That's my amazing. baby girl. Amazing. But like, oh my gosh, she's changing the world. But she's just by, re- all she did was read books. Yeah. She read books. She made herself work because she wasn't work. She's like 23. She was a normal yeah, she's chick. So young, she's yeah. so young. She read books. She made herself work. And now she's like this massive force to be reckoned with just by being smart and woke. Like, like the like, world to finally allow yeah. her to be there. Yeah. That's yeah. my baby girl, man. But that's yeah. the thing. Like, I was like, wow, because I was told, you know, don't like stay out of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, just. You know, as someone on TV, you shouldn't have an opinion about this. Just do your work. Just do your job. Be funny. Don't worry about all this extracurricular activities outside of it. Politics, feminism, leave that alone. But yeah, but now it's like, oh no. No, 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 no. Be woke. No, now say it. And people that don't say it, say anything. I'm like, well, you're going to get phased out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get phased out. It's like how long... You said it earlier about... um, just basically how much of a struggle it is to even be on TV yeah. and to even get through. Yeah. I see a lot of people, white, cis, straight men, who have been famous and now suddenly there's a pressure to mm. be more than just a white, cis, exactly. straight man. And they give, like, they give up. My yeah. timeline is full of men going, I guess that? I have to get a regular job now because they've never had to f- really fight. Really? Like, to really have to fight and Amazing. adjust themselves and... Um, what's the word? I want to say assimilate, but like, so that's so just why like, oh, feeling like, oh, oh I guess like, I've just there's no more space for me, so I guess I'll just start. But we're like, there was never space for me. Like, we had to fight. <laughs> we had to to get in the door. Dirt. So, you, so that's your time to do that now. Literally. Then. But the thing is, there's always gonna be space for you. Like for example, like that dude from I think he was in Monty Python. He basically said how oh he might as well be a black gay comedian black gay woman or something comedian because they will have more likely of getting a tv show than if he was a white man <laughs> and, and i was uh, prefacing that with the guy from monty python yeah but he yeah said, it must be no so hard give a show like monty python won't exist like that anymore he's more likely to get a group of black gay lesbian like women lesbian whatever i'd watch that so would i and also ain't no one making that to so shut the hell up yeah like really and truly let's be wish, clear yeah. like everyone's like oh yeah everybody's so diverse now and these white guys were struggling no you're not you're still winning this goddamn race let's be clear like i want to be on the dream is to be on not the dream but one of the things i wanted to do was taskmaster and i was like i really want to be on taskmaster i feel like i'd be really good on taskmaster then i had to think about it and i'd have to be the token because there's only one spot for one non-white person. Every series of Taskmaster, there's a Lolly Adafope or a Phil Wang or a Nish Kumar. There's only one. There's not two people of colour on Taskmaster. There's two women and one person of colour. So if that person of colour happens to be Desiree Birch, I cannot go on the show. And that is disgusting. Whereas you can have five white people, four white men, 
whatever. One white woman and Desiree Birch. One white woman and Lolly Adafope. But me and Lolly Adafope have never been on a show together. Me and Desiree Birch have never been on a show together. So what does that tell you? <laughs> like, it's, you're still winning this race. Like, that's they'd, what they'd I'm saying. They'd have the guy from Monty Python on before. They'd have the guy from Monty Python on before they had me on the show. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's actually disgusting. And then people go, oh, no, it's changing. I'm like, yeah, it is, it is changing small. Like, it's a, a small amount. But guys, white men, you're still winning this race, honey. Because they're still in the positions of being the CEOs and the producers. Yeah. And they're still, they're they're still, still the bookers. But even the talent behind the camera, you're still winning. You're still winning. Like, I'm working on the London Heat show right now. But if that gets off, like, the ground, that will be the first woman. And I, I don't want to be a rebel and be like, <laughs> the first. But it literally will be, like, the first female late night chat show in a long time. I don't know if there's been one because I haven't been alive. But in the Sarah UK, Sarah Millican once had like a season of the Sarah Millican show. Oh yeah, she did, didn't she? Well, like ten, I don't know when. But was, was that like, with celebs and chat? There was actually. It was on BBC One. I think it might have been. Yeah. So since the Sarah Millican show, but I think show, that was didn't. No, I don't know. I don't know what happened. That didn't do well. I don't think it got a second series, no. or maybe. It, but the fact that we can think of one. Yeah. And let me be clear, Sarah Millican's also a white woman. So like, yeah, 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 a yeah. Black woman. I know I'm definitely the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late night, like. A, I'd want the show to be like a late night chat mm. show a la Jimmy Kimmel, James yes. Corden, oh all those God. bloody white men that have shows. <laughs> I want that for me, the yeah. London Hughes show, and it would be of that elk. And I don't think there's been a black woman that's had a show like that. And the, t- and if the last woman was Sarah Millican, that's mental. And then I feel, yeah, and even America, Michelle Wolf. Yeah, and that was like a Netflix thing, but that's yeah. and that's America exactly. So and yeah, they're no. more ahead of the race than us. They realize that women are funny and women like to watch women in comedy. So women comedians are doing well in America over here. They're still confused. They think that only men yeah, watch comedy. It's a certain type just, of it's not all of it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that's what I'm trying to do. And everyone's like, oh yeah, there really isn't. Oh my god, they're... and I say like, oh yeah, name like a black female household name, and they're like. What do you mean? Like, well, there's loads. There's loads. And I was like, okay, so there's Lenny Henry. So give me a female Lenny Henry. And they go, duh. And I go, well, there's Idris Elba. So, but give me a UK female Idris Elba. And they're like, okay. uh." And it's just sad that I'm like, because everyone's like, I did this thing. It's like BBC had like this list. Was you on the list, Sophie? They had that list of like hot people for 2017 at least. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I, don't I think feel I was. like he was on the list. Man. Oh, was I think I don't. Know. Uh, they had the BBC released this list, a hot list in 2017. I don't think I no, I don't think I was because I remember being like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm not funny anymore. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, just so you know, that hot list meant nothing because oh, it God. hasn't given me they haven't given me any more any less work than they did before. So I don't really know what that hot list was about. But people were put on this list of people that the BBC thought were cool and we wanted to work with and then they had this big event at Idris Elba hosted because he was at the top of the list and he was like he did the speech and all of the hot list people were in one room and he was like look around you everyone around you is in your field doing something so you should find your mentor in this room so you look around you you find someone who's doing what you want to do and who's more ahead or more successful, and you go to them and you say, I want you to be, be a mentor. Like, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing tonight. We're going to make connections. We're going to have it. We're going to have mentors. It's going to be great. And I looked around like, okay, I'm looking for a black woman who's had a full, rich career in 
entertainment and comedy, who's had several TV shows on terrestrial primetime TV, who's a household name. And you know what? I couldn't find anyone, so I went to Nadia from Bake Off. <laughs> I literally went to Nadia from Bake Off because I was like, you've had a TV, TV series on the BBC, I'm going to go to you. And she was like, honey, I'm trying to find a black woman. <laughs> I'm trying to find a black woman in entertainment who's had several TV shows and uh, you're the closest thing to it, babe, because you've had a successful cooking show with your mum in India um, on, on BBC. And so can you, like... And she was laughing. Yeah. She was just kind of hilarious. Yeah. And that's sad that I was in a room full of the best of the best and all these people that are elite and these are the future or the great entertainers, thinkers' minds, and there was no black woman more successful than me that I could actually go to and say, hey, could you be my mentor? It's actually disgusting. Well, so there's... <coughs> so we're going to round up now. So there's two things I want to say. It, it kind of relates to my last question because... It, in, uh, it's not the best situation to be in for you, but you will be that person to someone else. It does mean you have to fight so much harder. Yeah. Because you're the first, no one's guiding you, no one's taking you, no. picking you up. Yeah. But there will be someone in however many years looking around to find someone going, oh, oh my God, Slendon Hughes is there. Yeah. And then being like, can you be my mentor? Yeah. And you'll be like... I'm like there. I'm already... I'm like, I can't wait for the day that that... Well, it's happened already. And I feel like it's not worthy because I'm like, babe, I ain't even started yet. Which is really sweet that you want that of me. But... When I started, I looked up to people like um, Miss Jocelyn and Gina Yashere, mm. and like Miss Jocelyn had like three non blondes and stuff. Um, and to be fair, she had the Miss Jocelyn show as well, so she had had a, a TV show. But in the past ten years, actually, hadn't really had done anything, and I still was like looking up to her. But we fell into the position of competition. Like I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't think she likes me. <laughs> I don't know if she likes me. She might like me and maybe I'm wrong. But she's never... She's not her place to. She doesn't have to. But she's never really been like, you know, London Hughes, I'll take you under my wing. Like, I'm doing... I paved the way for you, which she did. I paved the way for you, so I'm going to do that. It was more like, oh, we're competition now. Because I'm yeah. in that... Do you know what I mean? And even with, like, Gina Yashere, like, I have never met her. She's never reached out to me. I don't know her. I'm just... I talk about her a lot. I'm a huge fan of her. But if she met me, I don't know. And, like, Andy Osho as well. Like, Andy Osho, me and her, that's my babes. I love her to bits. But when we first came out, she was so sweet to me and so lovely to me. <clears throat> but, again, we were probably seen as competition. Ava Vidal hates me. So, like, I don't have the black... I didn't have the black women thing of oh yeah so I'm going to just take you under my wing just like you know the, the men do because it's like oh yeah I'll just take Jack White Jack White oh I'm going to make you a thing and you're going to be a thing and we're going to be friends together and you know we're going to be a clique and we're going to be a cool comedy duo all the in-betweeners lot we're going to be a cool comedy thing I never really had that with the black women in comedy um, and I want to say that I hopefully I'm doing it now with the black women in comedy. So, like, I will tweet when Desiree... Oh, see, look, I gesticulate so much, I hurt myself. <laughs> I will tweet... I tweeted when Desiree was on Mot the Week. I was like, that's my babes. She's on Mot the Week. When um, Michaela Cole had chewing gum, I was like, yes, Michaela Cole, chewing gum. I, like, I was even on the panel for BAFTA and nominated her for best... Chewing gum for best sitcom. Do you know what I mean? Like, I hopefully give out that impression that 
black women don't have to be competition anymore. And I don't blame other women thinking that way because society makes us believe that there's only well, one. that's another way they're trying to keep us yeah. so we fight each other. Fight each other. And it's like, no, babes, we can all shine, we can all win. So, yeah, shout out to Andy Gosho because that's, she's, she's literally... Amazing. She's a queen, like, she's my babes. And she's definitely, like, she thinks she's, like, uh, Andy and Gina had to leave and go to America because the industry basically pushed them out and didn't give them their props. She was, like, you stayed. I think you're going to do it. Do you know how crazy that is to me that she genuinely, like, would be, like, you're going to be the black girl that doesn't have to go to America? And I, last time I did this podcast, I genuinely thought I had to. And now I, I, feel, I genuinely feel like I don't have to. And, um... Yeah, so anyone who is listening to this, who genuinely like wants to come into comedy or is thinking about it or whatever, come across me. I will give you a hug. <laughs> I will I will make sure you feel welcome. And I'm I'm open. I want a whole bunch of mentees. Is it mentees? I, I want so, yeah. I want mentees. I want several mentees. Right now I've got like like two or three. I want like fifty. It's so. my favourite thing when people ask about comedy, especially if it's they're like younger, if they're women, if yeah. they're I'm it's my favourite thing to answer. Yeah. I'm like, oh, right, okay. Oh, yeah. This, you want to be in comedy? Okay, this is what you okay, do. This is this what is, you yeah. do. In it, I don't know how, but we're different because we don't see each other. Do you see any other women as competition? Like, do you see... No, no. Any, do you look around I think go, there's a few where I have some kind of history with them, so that makes me irrationally think that like their success doesn't make me happy but that's like one or two people who for some reason irrationally, emotionally does, doesn't make sense. Right. But, but do you ever look no. around and be like... Most. Oh, that girl's got that thing, so I'm not going to get it. No, I don't think so. No, and if they do, like, I know that there are few spaces for people like me, but now I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. I don't really... And that's why you can be like that, because it's like, it's only one me. Yeah, and also, so like, if there was anyone like me... I'd want Good. them to be my friend. Yeah, go on yeah. TV. Please go on TV, please. Because <laughs> you'll make me look like yeah, I'm the we'll like carry I, each other yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, and like there's this comedy night called The Lull Word. Okay. It's just a, uh, a queer collective of women and non-binary people uh-huh. who just who just started their own comedy night. Oh, see, I love that. And they're just like, what's this thing? It's monthly, like last Thursday of every month or something. And I just and I went to one and I, I got a I took a spot I showed up like a douchebag like oh can I do five <laughs> you know who I am and it was just and I was like that wasn't there when I started there wasn't yeah. like no 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 a bunch of queer no. women and married people just being like let's do politically correct that's I don't like that term but let's do comedy yeah, let's no. not you know where there's just no no, no cis th- man doing there a, was nothing there was actually nothing and that's the thing I think that's why we're different because it's like we paved the way, whether we like to believe it or not, us being there occupying space has made it seem normal. Like there's so many black girls doing their thing now. When I started, I was like, it was pretty much me and um, Gina had gone to America. Andy Osha was doing her thing. Ava Vidal was, was like about doing her thing. But that was pretty much us four. Now I'm like, and it took a long time for anyone to make waves. Now we've got these these girls making waves left, right, and center. Sophie Duke is the key. Is oh, the, yes. the Lolly had the first, like, B, Lolly, Michaela Ju- Cole, they Judy, weren't around Judy Love got, uh, Judy, like, a BBC thing. Yeah, Judy like, Love. These all yeah. people were not around when I started. So the fact that they're here killing it, making waves, making ripples, I'm like, yes, babe, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. And I opened my arms. Come in. I want more women to do this. Let's go. And then... 
hopefully it's not going to be a norm of like there's no going to be no such thing as token there's going to be no such thing as like oh we'll have all these white guys and this black girl or all these white guys and this white girl it'll just be like oh this show has no men in it you know <laughs> that's mad <laughs> what that, like, not even realise it. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah, like, yeah, it's just I just natural. watched a whole series of this, like, panel show and, like, there's, like, two dudes in it throughout the whole series and like, I could do it. I weren't even bothered. Imagine. It wasn't even a thing. We didn't make a thing out of it. It just was that thing that happened and it was cool. Yeah. Last question. How do we... How, can we help you in any way to make the London Hughes show a thing? Yes, you can. Yeah? This is what you could do. You can basically... Like, the master plan in my head is that I'm trying to rock the table, the perception of women in entertainment. And I feel like to rock it, you need to acknowledge that it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So I am actively wanting people to tweet, tweet Channel 4, tweet ITV2, tweet the channels that have big entertainment shows hosted by men and be like, where's the women? Just put the, sow the seed, just put the thought out there and start having conversations and dialogue with your friends about women in entertainment and how that they are all, no offence to these women because they're all badass, but the Tess Dailies, the Holly Willoughby's, what do you bring to the table apart from being beautiful? Like, you are beautiful, you are good at your job, that's great. But where, where are the women that are actually funny in entertainment? Like, female comedians don't get entertainment shows. They don't. Like, Jonathan Ross and Graham Norton are both funny men. They've got entertainment shows. So where's the female equivalent of that? So have that conversation with your friends, with your mum, and then think about what type of show you'd want a woman to host because I feel like TV thinks TV people think that women's shows have to be about women shit, like loose women. But no, they don't because women talk about the same things that men do and we have the se- we're human beings like men. We're men without willies. So I genuinely think that once the dialogue's out there and people understand that women can have entertainment chat shows, women can, like, drink alcohol and get drunk with their guests and be really, really funny and star in sketches and just have banter. And when you're thinking of women, think of me doing this, by the way, because I can sing... And I can dance and I'm, I can do stand up and I can act. So think of like a badass woman, that could me basically, a badass woman that could do all these things with the free reign to have her own entertainment, late night, 10 p.m. Channel 4 kind of vibes, 9 p.m., 10 p.m. Channel 4, with her own truth, just living her truth, not being a woman, not talking about periods, not talking about babies, just being a woman who happens to be funny in an entertainment space in a late night chat show format. Think about that. Have that debate with your friends and family. Tweet. And then when you tweet, hashtag London Hughes. And then (laughs) (laughs) I just start the dialogue. And hopefully the next time I do this podcast, I'm saying... Now you put it out there. Do you know what I mean? I'm saying, because like the last time I did this podcast, I was like, I cannot get work on TV. I'm going to America. Now I've been signed in America and I'm on TV a lot. And so next step. So the next step is the London Hughes show. The next step is me doing your and show. And you coming on yeah. my show <laughs> and that being a thing. I'm really good at talk shows. Because really I've, I've rehearsed shows. it since I was a child. That was my main go-to daily fantasy. Imagining I was on a talk show. See? Was, was you the like guest fa- or the host? holding the... No, I was the guest. I was oh. practicing going... <laughs> like drinking from a mug. <laughs> oh, yeah, you always drink from a mug. I was like 12 years old going... Oh, 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 who was that? I don't remember who I would watch on TV back then. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll talk to you about my new project. <laughs> 
Oh, well, you could be a guest on the Line the Who show in a heartbeat. Can't wait. I literally, when it happens, it's going to be so weird because we'll talk about it now and then fast forward to like 2019. And then it's like, oh no, she legit is a guest on the London Hughes, like London Hughes has a show and Sophie's on the show. Like, this is what we're doing. We just met with, when Susan Kalman talked about Strictly, people made, um, like, the sign things we could put on t-shirts. Oh, really? Uh, well, that wasn't that one. That was another show. Uh, so, so, yeah. Me and what Susan Kalman in a caravan. We, so, I feel like I should up my game more than tweets. Should I say more than tweets? Like, the London well, Hughes Are you show. pitching it? Well, that's more like an industry. Literally, I, I have a talk. development meeting on Thursday. I've got a production company ready Channel 4 have shown interest. This could be a thing. But I've nearly had my own show eight times. Yeah, I know, yeah. So I never this, get excited about... No, 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 you should And you should And I, you know what I mean? It's just... There might be ten more meetings. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. anything that you lot can do, if you want this to happen, if you tweet at Channel 4, like the London Hughes show, like, oh my God, London Hughes should have her own show. The London Hughes show should be a thing. Just get some... You just help me out, babe. I mean, just get some attention. Do you know what I mean? That would be it. I'd be gr- so grateful for you guys if you could do that. And then you will be in the audience. If I get the series, every Made of Human podcast person <laughs> gets a ticket to the recording of the show. I've said it. You're so already it, in the mindset of going, you get a ticket. You get a ticket. You get a ticket. You get a ticket. <laughs> get a ticket. That is a fact. That is a fact. That is what I'm declaring right now. Every Let's single, every Let's single person. Let's figure out how we can do it. Let's make t-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love coming on here. Oh, I love it. So I much. Love Thank you so much for doing you. it. So apart from that, is there anything else you want to plug? Um, yes. Uh, next year tour, <gasps> big yeah. dick energy, big dick energy tour. Is that your name, the name of your tour? Yes. Amazing. So we're working on stand up stuff, on material now. So I'll just be in a stand up again. So next year's exciting. The book is out now, twenty twenty, I think, because I'm so busy. Which is nice. How did you get the publisher and everything? Everything's happening, babe. Oh, my God. It's so exciting because you've got... Do they know about your book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Okay, so you've got your book coming out next year, right? So everyone will buy Sophie's book. We have to get behind your book. Because what I genuinely was like, me and Sophie are going to write a book together. And now your book... You finished, right? Yes. Pretty much. I haven't even fully started. I've done three chapters. I'm still on three chapters. Well, I'm still on the, the one chapter that's taken me six months. So. Well, there we go. Yeah. But like, it's just inciting because I've never thought about writing a book and then... Of course now, you I was like, yeah, fucking why not? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. exciting time. But I'm working on some stuff. I'm going back out to America um, in February, Jan, end of Jan, for pilot season and doing all that. So I'm very busy, very busy bunny. But right now, I'm putting all my energy in the London Who show and some other projects that are really exciting. So it's just about following you on social media and then just keeping up. Yes, at the London Hughes on Twitter and at the London Hughes on Instagram, and yeah, just just keep up with the keep up with the hype, guys. (laughs) Every day, different vibe. (laughs) Like, trust me, if you follow me, you will just get positive vibes. It's so nice. It's It's so nice. Sweet. I'm so every time you pop up on my social media, I'm so happy. Even if it's just you saying morning, I'm like, oh, London said morning to me. Morning to everyone. (laughs) I feel so disrespectful tweeting before saying morning. Like it's so weird. It's I, really nice. I don't know why. I'm like, morning, guys, because I just find it weird that I don't... Yeah. You don't say... Yeah, like, today I actually tweeted... My friend tweeted... Someone tweeted, what is a successful woman without her husband? And my friend retweeted and put Oprah. Ah. <laughs> so I, like, shout out to Daniel Dash on, in, on Twitter. So I retweeted that without saying good morning, and now I've got anxiety because I feel like I... 
I've tweeted too early. I haven't said good morning. So I want to say good well, afternoon. Lin Manuel Miranda used to tweet. Well, it probably still does. Tweets good morning. Did he? And now, and, and now someone's publishing all of his good morning tweets in a book. Stop. <laughs> so I saw Hamilton recently. Oh my god. Oh my god. Actually, can you not do this? Can you not? I want to get with the guy that plays Hamilton in Hamilton. I don't know if I can help you with that. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's guys. My... Can you? There must be someone so, out there that yeah. knows him. Never mind the London Hughes he, We show. have the same Let's agent. Tweet him. Oh my God, I get But he's it. so goddamn talented. His name's like Jamel. He's goddamn talented. Did you get a hold of him? Ask no, him to I, do my podcast. Yes. And then I'll just spend the whole thing Yes, going. this is what you like. Yeah. His, find, I'd love to get some Hamilton people on. Find the guy that plays Alexander Hamilton in Hamilton, the British version. His name's Jamel. And just, just find out if he's single. <laughs> Because I am legit in love with him. Like, I'm in love with him. Okay, are you going to try the raccoon? Because <laughs> then I, I might not. just give you a little course in flirting. I am not going to call him a raccoon. <laughs> I'm totally not. I am not going to call him a raccoon. <laughs> no, you've learned from your mistakes, and I think that's very important. I've learned. I've learned from my Thank you so much for listening. Still sick. I'm still sick. London is amazing. Uh, go and tweet at her and thank her for doing the episode. That would be so, so nice. You are all magnificent. You have no idea how much you helped me. And uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry for being so sick. And to the patrons that uh, that support this podcast... And I am, I appreciate you so much. I am not going to say all your names because no one wants to listen to me uh, nasally and full of flu uh, say their names. No one wants that. So I'm going to have my lovely producer, Dave, um, uh, add in names from another, from another episode, uh, which is, uh, I mean, it's not ideal, is it? But... Uh, that is, after all, what I'm going to have to do. Uh, you are a magnificent, and I love you all very much. And uh, I'm going to go back to bed now. Hopefully, next week, I'll sound more alive. Thank you so much, and I'll speak to you soon. Take it away, Dave. I'm going to thank the people who have supported this podcast financially, the people whose names I will butcher at the end of the episode because they became patrons of my podcast on patreon.com forward slash mopod, M-O-H-P-O-D, where you can decide what amount you want to donate per episode. And uh, if you give more than $5 per episode, you become a friend of the podcast. And that means that I will butcher your name at the very, very end of it, which is now. So... I want to say a massive thank you to Andrea Pepperlin, Andy Walker, Autumn Blue Sky, Barry Norton, Kat Posse, Claire McCowlin, Claire, Danny Beckett, Daniel Reifersheed, uh, Daphne Fenger, uh, Eleanor, Emma Appleton, Emma Chan, Fiona Richardson, Hannah Keel, Harry Van Dyke, Harry Minnett, Helena Thomas, Ida Sugo Larsen, Inger Ellingsen, James Brand, Jane Mahoney, uh, Josie, Kathy Draxelbauer, Katie Hatfield, Katrina Engelson, KT, Kirsten Davidson, Queen T, Lily and Harry French, Murray Fraser, Manso Mir, Marbles Laws, Marac Fraser, Olivia Robson, Paul Swaddle, Perpetual Motion, Pierre Feneuf, Rachel Hemsley, Rachel Furley, Rachel Phillips, Ragdoll, Robert Knowles, Robin Kappa, 
Russell Hughes, Sarah Ferrer Eggerson, Sarah Allett, Sheena Machette Cole, Cecil Fjeldsun, and Susie Tyler. I want to give a massive thank you to Harriet Brain for writing and recording the jingle, and to Linda Brinkhouse for the logo. Oh, pop. 